Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, June 19th, 2018, also known as the Soaring Eagles of Freedom Podcast. Yeah, baby! (laughs) (laughs) And happy Juneteenth. This is a word I learned today. I've been hearing this all day, too. What does this mean? So we looked it up, and by we, I mean Karen, because, <laughs> I don't know, was I driving at the time, I think? But yes. uh, uh, yeah, we saw Juneteenth, and we had no idea what that was. And it turns out it's uh, related to the Emancipation Proclamation. And actually, when, what was it, Texas? Yes. When Texas was forced to actually do away with slavery? After the Civil War, yeah. Yeah. 1856 No wonder I don't hear about it that often. Yeah. So it's, it's a portmanteau of June 19th, Juneteenth. Mm. So it's a good thing to celebrate, that's for sure. Well, happy Juneteenth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'll post a link with uh, some facts on the webpage, but yeah, this was new to me. I'd never heard of Juneteenth as a thing. I definitely was aware of the end of slavery. But, uh, <laughs> Let's not- celebrate by throwing some kids in cages. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> hey, we'll get to that later. Don't jump ahead. <laughs> it's a little preview. <laughs> Uh, if you want to join in on our conversation, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash profanearg uh, and post your thoughts or a link to any article you'd like for us to discuss. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about the Trump immigration change, of course, and other Trump news. But first, I wanted to do some follow-up on some things that have changed. First, the, we talked about the California aid and dying the fourth district court of appeal has rescinded. We said that the uh, end of life option act. It, they basically had prevented people from ending their life if they were terminally ill. Uh, the fourth district court of appeals has now reinstated that law, so people do again have the right to end their lives if they are suffering from a terminal illness. Hmm. Good news. We're starting off with. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't know if I had any good news, but we're starting <laughs> off with it. <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, I'm sure. Go ahead. I'm sure somebody will appeal again and we'll, we'll go up the court line, but that's fine. At, my, at the moment, yay. Yeah. My understanding is they have until June 2nd to appeal. July 2nd. But again, that the judge, uh, Atolia, ruled that the law was passed unconstitutionally because it was passed during, uh, it was approved during a special session dedicated to healthcare issues. And he <laughs> said this was not a healthcare issue. How is this not a healthcare issue? Right. Yeah. So. It's kind of the ultimate healthcare issue. <laughs> I imagine they will be, like you said, they'll be appealing it, but good news for, for people for right now. Uh, also, a follow up of the uh, American Medical Association. They did, in fact, reject the finding of their counsel that said AMA had to maintain the idea that assisted suicide was against the goodwill of doctors, the idea that you can do no harm, therefore the American Medical Association will not be on the side of of aided suicide. Hmm. So they have rejected that. Uh, So the conversation continues. There you go. I mean, I I don't necessarily know that it is the doctor's place to make decisions and to give aid in in dying. I I could see that being a, a different job. They should be part of the conversation, but I, I, I kind of agree a little bit that everything that they do, all of their work, all of their you know, studying has been to preserve life. And I think it's it's kind of a, it's either a specialty care thing or it's a, you know, hospice physician assistant, special nurse kind of thing. I don't know. 
I could live with that. That does seem like a, you know, to say like, well, now you also have to kill people <laughs> if they want to be, you know, and you yeah. might be like, well, I'm not really down with them. Like, as long as you're down with their ability that they can do it. Right. You know, you know, then you bring in Ill and Pain to take care of the job. <laughs> <laughs> nice for those Game of Thrones fans out there. <laughs> was it uh, Kevorkian? Was it Kevorkian? Was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. So that I mean, a physician. I don't think it's something that a doctor should be required to do or participate in, even because for some of them, it's going to be not what they want to do. So I, I'm kind of on board with that, but I, th- I don't think they should have the ability to block it, and they certainly shouldn't block the ability for people to pursue it if they want to. So this was a uh, this was a big vote in the AMA. It was 314 to 243 to reject the report. Wow. Oh. So quite a split, but. Like I said, it's good that the conversation is ongoing. Yeah. A couple states, in fact, have, like Massachusetts has asserted that state law allows physicians to assist the terminally ill patients who want to end their lives. So there are states taking stands, and the AMA members that are there are kind of taking a neutral stance. So The thing that kind of, just like with many other things, there are plenty of physicians that do aid people in dying. Um, they prescribe opioids and basically tell people how much they need to take. They take a passive approach to it, but there are plenty of doctors that overprescribe pain relief because they know it, you know, it, it affects the respiratory system and heart rate and all that kind of thing. So this is already happening. It's just making it formal. Well, I think it should be formalized. It needs to be formalized yeah. so that it can be so that it it isn't abused. True. All right. The next thing that I have a follow up on uh, Boy Scouts of America. They were quite clear this last week. They put out a statement reaffirming their duty to God. So they're okay with trans boys, gay troops, gay leaders, uh, girls going into their ranks, but no atheists. They wanted to make sure that they were quite clear on that. God damn. (sighs) Sorry. So. Okay. The, the BSA, the Boy Scouts of America, the uh, National Executive Board adopted a resolution, and part of the resolution says that they reaffirm their unequivocal commitment to the declaration of religious principles as a fundamental component of the mission of the Boy Scouts of America. Then you don't get public funding. Do Otherwise, they, it, um, No, that's... I yeah, think where they, does the Boy Scouts get their money from? I don't know. I th- they get benefits in kind, though. They definitely get, you know, free use of public right. facilities. It, technically, they don't get public funding. However, they do get use of, yeah, public land and various other things that have value. Mm. Well, and, I mean, most Boy Scout places meet in churches, don't they? I mean, that's where all mine met at. Hmm. Like, they didn't have their own building. You just no. met in the church. And I imagine churches allow people to go there at night to do certain things as long as it's not like... Atheists. You know, yeah. God forbid an atheist <laughs> to have a meaning in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess they, they get their money from like the books they sell and the outfits and all that shit, right? There's probably dues you have to pay. Yeah, you need to buy the patches and all kinds of yeah. stuff. So Yeah, it's a real scam. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it also teaches good lessons for children, but... I guess so. I fucking up. hated it. <laughs> <laughs> wrapped up in religion, though, which is kind of problematic. Luckily, I never saw any of that shit as a kid. Or if they did, I wasn't paying attention to it. All I was like, this is boring as hell. <laughs> hated it. Hmm. Your mom just wanted you out of the house for a couple of hours. Well, no, I probably, you know, I was one of those <laughs> kids that I was like, 
oh, everybody's doing this? I'm like, maybe I should do this too. Mm. And it seems like, and then everyone was like, this is the greatest. And I was like, this is the worst. And then I half-assed it till I just was like, I'm not going anymore. So you don't remember taking the oath? Well, actually, I never made it to Boy Scouts. I was in Cub Scouts. Ah, okay. And I got one badge, and that was the badge for turning 12, (laughs) I think. (laughs) That was the only one I got, and that was about it. So, yeah, if there was a part where when you went into the Boy Scouts, you had to take an oath, I didn't get to that point. So the oath, the oath that they have to take says that they will do their best to do their duty to God. Oh, really? In country and obey the scout law. So I, I was never in the scout, so I, I never partook. But my uncle was an Eagle Scout, yeah. and he was Jewish. <laughs> Same God. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's fine. Just no God, no Scouts. I wonder why they put this out. Is it because they were getting? Because like I know so many people were mad about them letting girls in and changing the name. Like idiots are mad about it, not normal people. But <laughs> maybe this is where he's like, "Hey, we're not that good. We're still assholes on this end." <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, "Okay, I guess they're letting girls in, but they still fucking hate atheists." So <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, the reasoning it is baffles me. I don't. I don't have any idea. But I just thought they. I'd mention it because they had to reaffirm it. No atheists. Well, what would they do if you were if a kid came in and was openly an atheist? Kick him out? Not allowed to join. We don't want your money. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I thought we had a couple cases, a couple uh, in different news articles of uh, specifically where the kid was told that uh, not to not to continue coming to, to just stay home. I would guess it's probably up to the local scout troop and, and the troop leaders. Some are probably fine with it, and some are not fine with it. Sure. Because there's no there's no inspector that comes down and makes sure that everybody actually believes in God. So it's it's going to be just whatever the local troop does. I imagine it, it, it most of the time would fall under the kid causing problems. Like mm. if the if the scout leader like has him take the oath and the kid doesn't want to take the oath because it, he doesn't want to swear allegiance to some god that he doesn't really believe in, then all right, well you're causing trouble. You need to go home because we can't have troublemakers in the scouts. Mm. We can't have your ideas spreading amongst the troops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, the last follow-up I wanted to mention actually was, I think this was uh, your thing, Jared, that you put on, on Facebook, the Unification <laughs> Sanctuary. Yeah, baby. We made it to A&E. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be tonight, so it'll be out, out by the time the podcast airs, but uh, on a and I'm sure you can look it up and find it. Uh, they are having a special on cults and extreme belief featuring the Unification Sanctuary. Now, for those that don't remember, the Unification Sanctuary are the AR-15 wielding moonies. <laughs> the Rod of Ministry or the Iron Rod, guys. The, the crown-wearing, well, the, the bullet-encrusted crown-wearing crazy Koreans. <laughs> now, the name of the show is Cults and Extreme Belief. Yes. And the prior episodes were about the uh, Nexium, the one with the uh, uh-huh. the girl from Smallville, right? Who had that crazy one? Then Jehovah's Witnesses, Children of God, which I don't know what that is, and I don't know what U N O I is. That was it's Islamic related. Oh, okay. And there's World Peace and Unification. That's the, this one, but yeah, the Rajneesh is Heaven's Gate. They've done all kinds of. Difference. I'm sure they've done um, Scientology as well, or they're planning on it, one of the two. I don't know if this is a new series or an old one. No, I thought that it looks like this was a brand new series. Just started yeah. in May. Okay. They needed well, something to fill the gap with the uh, Leah Remini show off, right? Oh, right. Was that also A&E? Yeah. Wasn't it? Pretty okay. sure. 
I, I, don't, I don't know what any channel anything is on anymore. <laughs> Set it to record and forget. Exactly. Skip over the commercials and be done. <laughs> but I, I imagine we'll talk about that next week. I'm going to try uh, try and watch it, and I, I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, everybody in my office was talking about it. It's on tonight. It's on tonight. They're doing those crazy people down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to a, a few other things from uh, the listeners from the Facebook page. I wanted to mention Pat Toomey. So Pat mm-hmm. Toomey came out and spoke. Uh, he's a Pennsylvania senator, a Republican. He came out and said he had a statement to make about the migrant children being separated from their parents. He said that it's, it's a non-starter. That the the separation of of the children it's it's been highly exaggerated in the media and it's a it's a serious challenge on the border and he he questions whether or not the the people claiming to be the parents are are actually the parents. Mm-hmm. At which point, uh, the person interviewing him said, "Wait a minute, you you think it's being exaggerated? Okay, you you know that." There are nearly 2,000 children that have been taken from their parents. Uh, this is, you know, as much detail as possible. And uh, Toomey quickly changed his his story to, well, that's not my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should keep your mouth shut. Yeah. By the way, the 2,000 children number, that's just the May report. We don't even know what it is for June. Right. Right. Yes. They, they really didn't really start ramping it up until mid-June, so. Yeah, and I heard by the end of August that the number is going to be crazy, but I know we'll get into this later, but. Yeah. Pat Toomey is such a fucking scumbag. Yes. <laughs> he is. Uh, I mean, God, jeez. <laughs> I mean, so what's the idea behind this? Is he just trying to, to toe the party line without having any actual knowledge of the situation? Certainly what it yeah. looks like. Yeah, I mean, he's just using the talking points provided by the president and the president's council and with no actual understanding of that what he's saying is an out-and-out lie. Well, it sounds like he's getting a lot of his information from Fox News because they've been saying some horrendously false shit yeah. about yes. what's going on, which I'm sure we'll get into on the thing. But <laughs> I, I mean, to to to, ha- to make a statement like that and go, well, it's not. I don't really know what the fuck's going on. Right. <laughs> then stop reading the talking points if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, it, Look, man, when you are <laughs> when you are on the the opposite side of fucking Ted Cruz on an issue, yeah. you are a true scumbag. <laughs> yes. Well, if you are on the right of something that Ted Cruz says, yes. Yeah, if you're if making you, Ted Cruz look like a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ted Cruz, I'll give him one thing. He knows a political disaster looming, and he knows this is this is really, really bad. Yeah, this one is not tracking well for them at all. No. Well, nor should it, but yeah, again, yeah. we'll get into that a bit later. By the way, I don't know if you have this story uh, in the in the notes for later, but I do find it hilarious that- in the in the midst of all this, and this has really been ramping up every day, this news about the children, mm. that today we pulled out of the Human Rights Council right. at the mm-hmm. UN. Yeah, I'm curious if there's more information about that. Well, it's supposed to have something to do with Israel or something right. like that. But but, but even still, the, just the line alone is like, United States pulls out of Human Rights Council, because fuck human rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But good on you, Pat Toomey. I hope you uh, <laughs> have a great fun getting, trying to get reelected. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, can hope. Also in Pennsylvania, uh, this was also posted on our Facebook page, uh, Pittsburgh sex workers are being charged with carrying condoms. They are being uh, designated as instruments of crime. So there are sex workers in Pittsburgh who are now being charged not only with uh, solicitation, you know, mm-hmm. prostitution, um, mm-hmm. but which 
prostitution in Pennsylvania is a third degree misdemeanor. So people are typically immediately released and then sent a court summons sometimes later. However, Possessing an instrument of crime with the intent to employ is a first-degree misdemeanor, which means you get taken into custody, photographed, and fingerprinted. Do the police seriously not have anything better to do <laughs> than has hassling prostitutes? I mean, their lives aren't difficult enough. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the logic, quote-unquote logic, um, mm. being placed behind this is they want to try to cut down on human trafficking. What? So they're attacking, they're, they're, they're focusing in on sex workers, on prostitutes, because they're trying to get everybody who is, has been pulled into human trafficking, and they believe that, uh, that putting in this instruments of crime with condoms will, will allow them to do that. So somehow punishing the prostitutes will cut down on human trafficking? Yeah. As if they're running the shows? Like, they're the heads of these things, or should you go for the actual people who are doing actual human trafficking? And all it does is encourages the prostitutes not to carry condoms. Exactly. I don't know. This makes no sense. Yeah, I'd love to know. Who made the, who came up? Are they, they just, the police just decided to do this? This wasn't like a, like the mayor was like, hey, you know what? <laughs> uh, it looks like it was a district attorney that kind of started it. I Listen, I never understood busting prostitutes in the first place. I don't understand why prostitution is illegal. It is, boggles my mind. Well, I think it goes back to the, the moral majority, the idea that the Bible says you shouldn't do that, therefore I have to push my morals onto you and uh, enforce it with the police. But I, but, I, but again, this and th these are these weird laws that I don't, this falls into the same thing with like the assisted suicide or, you know, mm. like. Well, there, I think there is a difference with, with prostitution, though. If you're talking about, you know, the, the prostitutes of pretty woman where you know she has a choice as to who she sleeps with she makes good money she's uh, you know master of her own life that's one thing but the person that turns to prostitution because they have no other means of feeding their children and it's you know not what they want to be doing and it's you know brutal and it's dirty and it's right. dangerous we're talking but if it, there but are if it was degrees. legal if it was legal and and like overseen by something sure that woman wouldn't have to go to a, an asshole pimp and give her all his money and not be able to call the cops if she gets assaulted she would go to an actual registered functioning place you know get a license yeah with health you know sure and it's your body if you want to do that i don't understand how anybody could tell you not to do that agreed not but to mention you could do it for free and not get busted <laughs> <laughs> so which <laughs> Sure. I, I, I'm just saying that the, the, the prostitution as it stands currently is not a, a, a noble pursuit <laughs> because it, it is not regulated and because it is you know, underground. If you, You're right, though. If we could legalize it and make it safe and you know, provide health care, all those things would make it I – mean, it is a, a quick way to make lots of money. So I don't know. Morals aside. I don't, know. I don't, I don't see anything not noble about it. If it's, I mean, I understand there's a stigma around it. There's no doubt about that, but... Right, and if you do, I mean, they're bringing sex trafficking into it, uh, human trafficking, which is a separate issue for the most part. Yes. The prostitutes on the street in Pittsburgh, or whatever city you're in, generally don't represent people who have been, you know, taken from their homes and have been put on the street to, you know, it's not human trafficking. It's Well, it, it might be for some of them. There, there might be a you know a, a number of prostitutes in Pittsburgh that that are victims of 
of that. But but again, just, why yeah. are we charging them with extra crimes? If you're right. using this as a method to try to to find the people who have been victims of human trafficking, I don't see how this does it. Like, Perhaps you should try asking them first. Right. <laughs> yeah, or take them in and get them job training and put them in a place and go, hey, who's running the show? Who do you give your money to? Because right. we'll go bust that guy or right. girl. Could be a woman running a human mm-hmm. trafficking ring. <laughs> Could be. But I mean, providing them with a safe space and you know, making sure that they're safe should be what we're doing, not giving them a criminal record. That's not helpful. Yeah. Those stories bond. No, that makes too much sense. <laughs> no. Those dirty women, they're having sex with men. They mm. need to be punished. Yeah, I think that's what it boils down to. But it, it does amaze me that a woman could walk into a bar tonight on Juneteenth to celebrate <laughs> and be like, hey, I'm going to fuck every guy in this bar. Just follow me back to my house, which is around the corner. And and, the, and she's like, do you want to fuck me? Come to my house. And everyone's like, okay, whatever. And as long as she doesn't charge any money, that's perfectly fine, right? Right. <laughs> but if she's like, I'm going to charge each one of you a dollar. Then she goes to jail. <laughs> and if she yeah. was carrying a condom while doing it, that's a first degree oh, misdemeanor. Yeah. Man, you're getting fingerprinted. <laughs> man, Pittsburgh, what the hell? I yeah. thought we were getting better. <laughs> so I'm going to, uh, uh, these next two things, I'm going to move around a little bit. I wanted to mention the, uh, since we're in Pittsburgh, the mm. cartoonist who was let go from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So Rob Rogers, who's uh, been a cartoonist for the paper for 25 years, uh, was fired. And the reason he was fired was because of his Trump cartoons. Mm -hmm. Strangely enough, being a satirical comic artist, he has been making comics about Trump. I don't know why you would do that. Maybe because he's in all the news and everybody talks about it constantly. But... Apparently, it was too much for his publicist, who had recently told him that he was uh, being too political and that he mm. needed to tone things back. I don't They're know political if you cartoons. Yeah, <laughs> but was he not giving the conservatives enough cartoons as well? Was there no t- pictures of t- liberals' tears and stuff like that? You know, give equal time. Mm. Is that what the problem was? Well, yeah. The, the- the editorial director said that uh, he acknowledged that he is more conservative than past editorial page editors. So, yeah, his bias played a part. Mm. Now, there's a whole First Amendment argument on this, and there's sure. not a whole lot of First Amendment actual backing here. He worked for a paper. The paper let him go. Mm-hmm. There's there's no First Amendment thing here. He doesn't have the right to work at the paper. He has the right to make the cartoons. Mm-hmm. But he, True. The, the paper also has the right to not publish them. So there's there's really no First Amendment violation here. However... Yeah, I don't think there's any law broken. No. 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 It's just you're, you're being a dick. This guy has been writing, making these cartoons for 25 years. He has regular... I mean, the paper, when he started, they say that the paper was definitely a more liberal paper. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. really, they got... Uh, he, he got fired because of a few... The new editor. Outright against Trump cartoons. Sure. I like the fact that he was a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize in 1999 for cartoons that skewered then-President Bill Clinton, mostly for the Monica Lewinsky scandal. So, I mean, he his, his uh, political darts go in both directions. Yeah. Oh, but it's a different day and age now. Mm. You cannot disparage the almighty leader. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I'm going to use his one cartoon as the image for this week's episode. The caution sign. <laughs> the yeah. caution sign with the, the immigrants running away from Trump taking their baby. Yeah. Yeah. The long tie kills me. 
<laughs> All right, let me see if this uh, if this page will load now. Finally, in state news, I wanted to bring up, and I'm pretty sure this was posted on our Facebook page as well. In Virginia, Corey Stewart, who uh, is trying to take Tim Kaine's senatorial seat away from him, he is he won uh-huh. the Republican primary by about five thousand votes. And nearly immediately after winning the primary, Trump tweeted out congratulations to Corey Stewart for a great victory. Now we need to run against Tim Kaine, who is weak on crime and borders and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So Trump immediately endorsed him over Twitter. I'm, I'm very curious if Trump had any idea that this guy mm. is, uh, has in his past been a self-proclaimed white nationalist. I would say that doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Even <laughs> If, if he is vocal about his support for Trump, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Then what he's vocal about right now is his support of Trump and his support of not taking down the Confederate statues. That was his big talking point, apparently, during the primary. Is this... I'm getting I'm confused because, you know, I hear bits and pieces. This is the guy that ran for governor and lost? Ooh, that I don't know. I could be wrong because uh, I remember he was... Uh, that guy made like a twist and was going for the... The Confederate monuments, and people are like, no. Yes, he ran for governor in January 2017. There you go. Okay, so it was. So he's trying again. Yeah. From what I hear, though, that, again, I could be wrong. You know, who knows that Tim Kaine has pretty much got this locked up. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you know, don't say that, Karen. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, you know, after Roy Moore, is anything crazy? Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, the well, other- think- go ahead. Virginia is pretty much a swing state, though. You're talking about Tim Kaine, who is a, a known decent person, versus somebody who's got, you know, connections to white supremacy, so, or white nationalists. Now, I, I, he has, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. He has come out since and said he's, he's disavowed his previous mm-hmm. statements. He deleted his previous statements and, in one case, has denied they ever took place. Hmm. And he says that, mm. yeah, he completely he really disavows like that the other, the two people that he was associated with who are white nationalists, uh, he, com- he says that he's not, he doesn't agree with them. He didn't say his views had changed, but he was, he basically was distinct, distancing himself from them. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing I wanted to bring up that, uh, the, so he, he won by 5,000 votes, which wasn't a whole lot, but apparently there was a possible illegal Facebook ad scheme going on to promote him. Uh, a group called Virginians Against Tim Kaine had a uh, Facebook ad campaign that was basically funded by dark money. It was funded. We don't know who those people are. Facebook does because Facebook now requires you to identify yourself with an address and government identification. But they, when asked, they refused to release the information. Could it be Russia? I, I don't know. I have no proof of that whatsoever. But they are required to register themselves if they are going to put out political ads uh, for government for federal jobs. They need to register them themselves with the federal government, and nobody has. Hmm. So in any case, whoever put these ads out, Virginians against Tim Kaine, they did it illegally. And uh, it looks like the number of people that those ads hit was somewhere around nineteen to 25,000. So targeted, too. Yes. And he won by 5,000 votes. Wow. Mm. And who did he run against? A, a normal Republican? or? <laughs> um, I did not look that up, I, yeah. so I don't know. But... <sighs> 
where do I live? What country is this? <laughs> Not sure anymore. I would like to I would like to see the Facebook, you know, actually come out and say at least some information about who this group is. Until they receive a uh, subpoena, they probably won't. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of okay with that. I mean, they shouldn't just release. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. Until they're forced to under some legal law. requirement. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm it's probably a. I, you might even be able to do it as freedom freedom of information since it was politically motivated ads. I don't know. It seems likely. Mm. So anyway, that is all I have in state news. Uh, moving on to some world news. Uh, this is kind of a follow up as well. We mentioned Ireland would be possibly having a referendum on blasphemy. They have an anti blasphemy law in their constitution. It is going to be up for vote in October. Hmm. So hopefully it goes the same way as their Eighth Amendment, which uh, was against abortion, which is now out. Looks like their law on blasphemy might be on its way out as well fairly quickly. So Youth in Ireland. It's awesome. Yeah. Taking a taking a big hit there, I think. Hmm. I mean, it is a, a exceedingly Catholic country, and it's hopeful to see the trend you know, changing. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Speaking of uh, Catholics and reasons to not be Catholic... I don't know if you guys saw this this uh, statement by Pope Francis, but for uh -huh. all you people who keep saying, no, Francis is a good pope, yeah, not so much. Well, he's, there's no such thing as a good pope. There's a less bad pope. <laughs> <laughs> he said that family is a word that we use in many different ways. It's an analogical term, but the word family in the image of God is man and woman It's the is the only one. So he he came out and said that a family who consists of a lesbian or gay couple isn't really a family. He, he also said that homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. He also uh, equated women who choose to have abortions to the Nazi-era eugenics. Oh, if the, wow. child, if, if the child was going to be born with birth defects. Yes. If you choose to have an abortion because you found out that uh, your unborn child has birth defects, well, that's very similar to what the Nazis did to purify the race. That's pretty brutal. So I read a study a little while ago just on that particular topic, asking parents of disabled children what their life is like and would they do it again. And there is some upside to raising a disabled child, but, you know, do they regret it? And the overwhelming response was, if the question was asked anonymously, uh, that they overwhelmingly regret doing it most of the time. Not all the time. Interesting. There are, yeah. That's not the it's, way I would expect that to be answered. Right. It's it, only, if, only if you give them absolute pure uh, anonymity, though. Right. And the reason I wouldn't, known, I wouldn't expect it to be answered that way is because they've lived with their child. Like, I don't care what disability your child has. If you spent time, they're your child. You're going to love yes. them. To ask oh. a parent, well, would you do it differently if you, you know, that yeah. that's a difficult thing to say. Yes, I would. I would have an abortion too. Yeah, they love their children, and they would, you know, they they regret that they put themselves in that situation because they didn't understand how hard it was going to be. And every day is hard, and it's never going to end if the child yeah, is sufficiently disabled. Yeah, it's a lifetime disabled. commitment. Yeah, and you have to worry about what happens to your child when you're no longer here because. A lot of, you know, severely disabled kids, who's taking care of them? Yeah. You can have other kids and expect them to take care of them? That's not fair. It's, it's, it was a, a kind of a sobering read. Sure. And, you know, they, they live very difficult, selfless lives. And I don't, more power to them, but crap. 
<laughs> Were you going to say something, Jack? Yeah, I, I, that I've known a couple couples that did uh, tests on their on their babies while they were in the womb, like early on, to see if there was any genetic uh, problems that they would be like, well, we're probably going to abort it if it's, you know, going to be, what do you call it, mentally challenged, retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Disabled, yeah. Yeah. I, I find it amusing. I, I laugh just because the use of the, the word is so toxic at this point. Yeah. I know. But you know what, though? It's not To me, it's not a bad word. Well, that's kind of, it's one of the one thing I took out of this story about what the Pope said. I mean, family is just, it's just a word. And to him, it obviously has some special significant meaning, but it, it's just a word. And if he wants to use that particular word in that particular way, it doesn't, it doesn't need to impact the other people that choose to call themselves in a family. It shouldn't, except that, you know, he's the vicar of Christ. Mm. Um, he, he gets to tell people what to do. And a lot of those people will just do whatever he says. Now, there are a mm. lot of, of Catholics who, you know, take what the Pope says with a grain of salt and they'll argue against it and they'll, you know, do things differently. But um, he is the head of the church. Yeah, true. And I'm just throwing that out because so many people are like, no, he's a good Pope. He's doing mm. it. No, he, he's, he's not. He's, he's way better than the last one. I'll give you that. <laughs> Just want to throw the reminder out there. Yeah. Okay, so I have no idea where this is going to go because I'm not exactly sure. Ian had mentioned this previously when we had talked to him this week, but uh, wanted to talk about Chris Hardwick and uh, what has happened to him. If you are not aware, his ex, Chloe Dykstra, has put out a, what I think it was on a blog, wasn't it? Yeah, she posted a blog. Put out a very long blog post about Chris sexually abusing her, mentally abusing her during their three-year relationship. And Chris has since come out and, and said that, uh, completely denied the allegations. However... He has been pulled off of pretty much everything that uh, that he does, and every show. I don't know if lost. you pay attention to how much work Chris Hardwick does, but it's a lot. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. He he does a, a lot of entertaining, and he I don't know that he has anything now. And I'll just I'll I'll run with what the the New York Post put. Their headline is the takedown of Chris Hardwick shows hashtag Me Too has gone too far. I, I kind of agree with this. I don't, I mean, I don't want to say that, I, I mean, I like Chris Hardwick, so I'm biased, but I, I hate the idea of just saying, well, I don't believe her because I like Chris. Right. I don't know Chris. Well, I can't stand Chris Hardwick, and I think this has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> so if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> a little. Well, the, the, just the fact that one blog post by a person can take down take away somebody's livelihood. That's not right. I think we have gone too far. I, we need to kind of, the pendulum needs to swing back a little bit. No, I'm not discounting the fact that she might believe what she says, and it might be true, but you can't just take a blog post and take away somebody's livelihood. That's too far. The, the, the speed in which this happened yeah. is crazy with yeah. very little proof. Yeah. You know, it's one blog post written by an ex-girlfriend which okay go oh oh well that's you know hey you know let's do some investigating on this too sure like i haven't heard one person corroborate anything she said is that am i wrong i haven't been following tmz but <laughs> yeah or any other ex-girlfriends come out and been like oh my god yes it's exactly how it was but i mean you may in the future but until then mm. i mean how many this guy what lost like four tv shows in one day yeah 
At least three no, we, that uh, I, I know of. Yeah. yeah. The the all the AMC shows and he had a a, a a game show on NBC that they took away. I mean, is he just um, temporarily removed or is he fired? He was AMC suspended him. Okay. Suspended, fired though. The damage is done. Well, I mean, it's still recoverable. Possibly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I just can't like now like listen. No matter what happens, there's going to be people out there who believe that he is a. A scumbag. If and he very well could be. I hmm. don't know. <laughs> but even if they bring the shows back, people are gonna be like, "How dare you?" At, you know, AMC, and I can't believe you're gonna. Even if like there's some court case and he wins the court case, you know, the damage is done. He's. I, I think he's toast. Possibly. Well, and she. Oh, the other thing that she accused too was that he contacted people that he knew and had her blacklisted. So it was again, it- that's hard to prove that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know how Bill Cosby had a case and he lost? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Also, he had, you know, 80-some-odd women come out against him. Like I said, it's just so early to destroy a man's career. Right. Even if I can't stand him. <laughs> I mean, I, was what I don't understand, was there a lot of call to have him removed for these shows after this blog came out? I mean, I know there are, like, some internet shows that I watch and some things that I read that were, like, that's it. He's a scumbag. He's he's a horrible person, and he deserves everything he got. With and again, that is the Me Too thing going way too far. Right. I mean, the knee jerk reaction of Instafire is yeah, it's wrong, and I don't even know that we need to understand what the truth was. This is something between these people. That's kind of the problem I have with the amount of publicity and and social media that we have currently is that you know a blog post by a relatively unknown. Actress, I guess she is. She was a, a model and a professional cosplayer. Okay. The fact that um, a, a blog by, by this seemingly respectable person zoomed around the world the way that it did and took him down is astonishing, honestly. Yeah, I'm not really sure what, is, what the answer is because, like I said, I don't want to I, – I want to give support to anyone who comes forward who has been a victim victimized but at the same time this is very little there's very little here like there was a relationship for three years and she accuses him of sexual abuse mental abuse but i mean if you if you put this in contrast with the harvey weinstein case oh yeah (laughs) it's nothing a little different right well it's not nothing but it's it's Uh, way down on the scale yeah right yes so I don't know. It it seems like a very harsh reaction, a very harsh knee-jerk reaction with little substantiation to go along with it. And and in mm. my mind is it's somewhat similar to the Aziz Ansari case mm. where Yeah, I was just about to ask, didn't Aziz Ansari lose his show on Netflix because of that woman having a bad date with him? Yeah. That's insane. Mm. I, these and the Aziz Ansari accuser and this woman might be 100% absolutely true correct and everything might have happened but there are a lot of crazy people out in the world that will make accusations against people that aren't true exactly and you know pretty soon we're not going to have anybody in in showbiz anymore they'll all be fired because there's a lot of crazy people in the world we have to have some kind of governor on this you mean proof (laughs) (laughs) corroboration something yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) or don't put it in the public you know, ha- have a, um, a lawsuit, something. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Did According to her, did Chris Hardwick break any kind of law? Nothing that she no. stated. It sounds to me like he was like a real, again, if it's true, just an asshole. Yeah. And, you know, and she was like, well, I was expected to 
do this and that. And I was expected to have sex with him. He got home and I was like, well, what was the consequence if you didn't do this? And I, I didn't hear that. Like, well, he would beat me if he didn't, no. if I didn't have sex. There wasn't anything like that. There was never anything. So I'm like, well, why did you stay around? Like she does say in the blog post, like within the first two weeks, he was laying down laws. Mm. And you're, and so she must've been like, I mean, I understand he's famous and she was probably starstruck, but. And he was older you know, and, you know. Well, all right. But again, I, you know, I guess it just amazes me because there is no woman I have ever dated, no woman who would take this shit from a guy. <laughs> Not in two weeks. Sure. Well, I don't know. He's fucking destroyed, though. Destroyed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's not going to be hurting for money, but... Yeah, I don't see. I mean, you, you definitely can't, you know, pounce back from this. Can he, he go on to do some other things, maybe? Sure, but... Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if... I mean, it, her accusations have harmed him financially directly. Yes. So he has a case against her at this point if he wants to pursue it. That's true. But again, how can he prove that he didn't do this stuff? Yeah, proving a negative is difficult. <laughs> yeah. The most amazing thing about this whole story is that I didn't know Patty Hearst with his mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, really? I had no idea yeah. until I read this article. Yeah. Huh. I skipped over that bit, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> and Patty Hearst referred to Chloe as a bunny boiler, which I guess is a reference to, uh, what's that movie with Michael Douglas and uh, uh I'm bad Glenn at this Close. game, sorry. <laughs> Back in the 80s, where she... Oh, whatever. <laughs> she 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 cooks the bunny in him. It was a famous movie. Yeah, huh. I can't think of the name. It wasn't on my uh, you know big movie list. It was Fatal Attraction. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Fatal Attraction. <laughs> oh, really? Yikes! <laughs> but again, that's coming from Patty Hearst. Right. So mm-hmm. take that with sure. a grain of salt. <laughs> well, I, you know, listen. I, if it's true, I feel sorry for her. If it's not true, I feel sorry for him. Mm. Now the only the only piece that that sounds to me that sounds really bad is if he did use his position to stop her from getting jobs. Right. But I mean, you could say that about anybody. If I know that if, if I know someone personally and I know they wouldn't be good for, or you don't want to you know, have them on the, on your set. And I say that, am, am I being the asshole or, or are you being the crazy person? Because I, I, you know, you're the type of person that they, they shouldn't have. I, I'm I'm just saying I can see either side being true. That maybe he's like after he got out of the relationship, he's like, nope, you don't want to hire her because she's just a big bag of crazy. <laughs> or maybe she was in this horrible relationship and now he's trying to oppress her and keep her from getting a job. Or he might have just been like, look, I just got out of a relationship with her and she's nutty. And it's probably not good to have the both of us on the same set. Right. Sure. But again, how much shit is Chris Hardwick doing that she's supposed to be there, too? I mean, she's a model and, and a professional cosplayer. What? Where? Where were their lines intersecting? Well, probably at, at, at cons. Probably. All right. I mean, he goes to a lot of cons. I think. Yeah, it just seems. I still find it hard to believe. I do too. Having listened to the Nerdist podcast quite a bit, you know, I know. Well, I mean, like the persona that he puts out there. Mm. Uh, some of the things that were said seem shocking to me. Uh, like, I don't know if you heard about the one where she had gotten some surgery done on her lady parts. Mm. For something, and the doctor came out, and it, Chris Hartwick was standing there with her mother, supposedly, and the doctor was like, "Everything's fine," and the mother's like, "Oh, thank God, I'm, I was so worried." And Chris' next question was, "How long till I can have sex with her?" Mm. Like that doesn't—that's not just an asshole boyfriend. That's like a man with no empathy. Yeah, you know, and like a real monster. Yeah. So I don't know. But again, yeah. I thought Bill Cosby was a great guy. <laughs> so, what the f- 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure more of this story is going to come out over time, and we'll yeah. just have to wait and see. Yeah. All right, moving on to all the national news. You know, this was on my list for last week, and now I'm just so sad that I didn't bring it up because we ran out of time last week. But I had this story about Jeff Sessions making policy changes and saying no more asylum for victims of uh, gangs and domestic violence. And it was in the same, basically in the same breath that started the whole immigration, the, the kids, take, taking the kids away from the illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish that we would have got to talk about this last week. <laughs> because mm-hmm. in, in addition to everything that people are seeing now, he also removed the asylum cases if you have are a victim of gang violence or domestic violence. So you cannot come over the border and say... I'm fleeing for my life and mm. seek asylum. And on Fuck you, you're brown. <laughs> Get back over the border. No, on top of it, they will now arrest you right. for crossing the border illegally. And now you have a criminal record and you can never come into this country as a citizen. I don't know how Trump manages to pick people mm-hmm. who every time they pop up in the news, I go, oh, he's the fucking worst one. <laughs> and then a day later, I'll be like, oh, no, she's the worst one. <laughs> right. But Jeff Sessions might be the fucking worst one. And the the smile on his face when he's talking oh, about this stuff. My God, did you see when he quoted the Bible? Yes. And then he was like, he had that fucking evil elf smile on. <laughs> like this man is pure evil. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> he sold his soul to Trump for some unknown reason. I think it might just be that he harbored these feelings all the time and was like, I have finally found my way in mm. to get this shit done. Well, the I am a straight up Southern racist, yeah. and I have no problem with that. Can I just? I also want to point this out real quick. He quoted from Romans thirteen, saying that mm-hmm. you need to follow the law, which is you know Romans thirteen six. He says uh, in the Bible it says this is why you pay taxes. The authorities are God's servants, so you you need to to pay taxes to them because you know you need to respect the law. But not not even. Four lines later, it has a statement, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfillment of the law. For a guy to quote a piece of the mm-hmm. Bible to support taking children away from, from their parents, man, he picked a bad verse. Like three lines <laughs> later, it completely nullifies his argument. Not having, obviously, I don't know about the much as the Bible as you guys. Uh, and so that was the first time I'd ever heard that. But I was shocked at how much God needed to weigh in on taxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost like someone else wrote the book to control people. <laughs> yeah, it goes back. True. Uh, it goes back to the whole thing that, that, that there was a lot of the, the Jewish communities, multiple little communities that had different beliefs. They all felt that they were being persecuted by the Romans. So they were all believing that a Messiah was going to come and release them from their captivity of the Romans. And if you watch uh, uh, Life of Brian, it becomes hilarious. But uh, – <laughs> So the the idea behind this is that uh, some of the Jews were like, well, I'm not paying taxes anymore because I don't, you know, I don't believe that the Romans should be in charge of me. And so some of the the leaders were like, whoa, 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 whoa! If you don't pay taxes, they're going to arrest you, and they're going, you know, we're, are, they're going to decimate our group. Just pay taxes and wait for the Messiah to show up. <laughs> um, so it was a, a way to keep people in line. <laughs> Now, I do. Uh, I, I found an article that 600 members of Jeff Sessions' church 
have filed a formal complaint against him over the immigrant family separation. They are accusing him of violating church laws. They are the United Methodist Church, which I always thought he was a Southern Baptist of some form, but he's in United Methodist Church. So, you know, we've been talking about all of the horrible things that, that um, the Trump administration has done, but this one, this one is ridiculously evil. I mean, you're not ta- we're not talking about the, the undocumented kids that came over the border in Obama's administration who came over alone. And you can't just, you know, leave a child alone when it comes over the border. So they were put into um, foster care and into group homes. We're talking about people that come over the border, request asylum, and uh, are denied asylum, arrested, and their children are taken away from them. This is and a- then lie about it and say that it, the Democrats made a law, which doesn't exist. Right. And then have everybody back you up on this fake law. Now, right. there is a law passed in 1990. This is all over my Facebook page, by the way. The, the guys, yes, the, the loophole law the, thing. The people who are the, – the guys who are very much family – they're family men. They constantly post pictures of their kids. These mm. are the people saying, here it is. Here's a copy of the law passed by the Democrats. Here is the law. It was done in 1997 by Bill Clinton. Don't blame Trump. Mm-hmm. It's very odd that that – Law has been in place for 21 years and has not been a problem. But now when Sessions changes the policy on how to enforce this law, now it's a problem. But that's still the Democrats fault. Right. Right. The, it's the, the loophole or the law says that no children can be in detention centers. Right. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> instead of so instead of and they twisted that into Oh, great. Well, we'll just detain everybody and then your children will be, you know, put into these caring facilities <laughs> they're putting them in, in cages and you know the re- one of the reasons they're doing this is to uh try to get a border wall this is also trump can get his goddamn wall and he's using this as he, th- he thinks he's using this as leverage against the democrats and it's a level of evil and and lack of compassion that i suspected existed in these people but i didn't think we'd actually see it laid bare like this holy crap they also can't get their shit straight. Yeah. No. On this, Trump says it's a law. Jeff says Jeff Sessions says it's a policy. Christian Nielsen says there's no policy. That there's a law. Right. <laughs> and who the fuck knows what Sarah Sanders is saying? But she's lying. Yeah, she's lying. The ability for people to fall, like okay, Sessions I can understand, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders and uh, Nielsen, I, I don't get it. Does that job pay that much fucking money? No. That you will sell out your fucking soul to this? Like, are you going to be remembered as a good hmm. person 20, 25 years yeah. from now? 30, no, 100 years from now? Chance. Is there going to be a fucking statue of you? No. Locked, locked up children. Great person. In addition yeah. to the people you're mentioning, Steve Bannon came out and said, nope, this is doing exactly what we want it to do because <laughs> it will slow down the immigration. It will slow down people trying to get into the country because they'll be afraid that their children will be taken away. He's all for this. Steve, Stephen Miller... <laughs> who's the other mm-hmm. asshole who's still in the White House, he is has come out and said, no, this is exactly what we're doing. We're doing it as a, as a deterrent. And then you have Trump, who has said pretty much everything mm-hmm. from defending it to saying it's it's not what you think it is, to saying it's not that bad, to saying, oh, no, it is awful, but it's the Democrats' fault. It's not my problem. Yeah, even though he could stop it tomorrow. right? He could stop it right yes. now. Right now, he could, yeah. He could undo the damage that he's done to these children already, somewhat. That is some heartless ass shit, man. Really is. That is like, that is, the, the like, apparently there's a true psychological disorder 
where when you become when you have that much money or you have that much power that you can't even recognize normal emotions on people's faces. I, f- I forget the name of it. Um, and that's got to be where this person lies, where Trump lies. Sure. I don't know. One thing I don't understand is how I mean, how are the people that actually work in these the, the people, the people that work in the facilities where the children are being taken care of are, just, are honestly, they're trying to do the best they can. They're, you know, ICE is showing up at the door and saying, here's 18 more children. And they go, fuck, where are we going to put them? I think there's a lot of that going on. The people that are actually picking up children and pulling them away, crying from their parents, how do they go at home at night and look at their child in the face and think that it's okay? Yeah. My child's white. <laughs> right. They're not I all mean, it's, racist it's gotta assholes, be, though. It's got to be something like that, where you think that these people are truly animals, so their children must be animals. They're, like, I don't – look, you're going to put kids in a, in a facility and have them sleep on floors with mylar blankets, which I, I can't even believe we can't even get blankets for them. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that this part I don't understand either is like these children cannot be consoled in any way. Yeah. You're not allowed to like talk to them and shit. And I just heard something on the Young Turks before we, we started recording. A bunch of flight attendants have been uh, talking in uh, Facebook groups with each other about their experience with these children on the plane. Mm. And it is insane. Like the children all work, walk in single file. They're not allowed to talk. If they talk, the handlers answer for them. The handlers eat food and the kids don't. There's a whole bunch of crazy shit, and like a lot of these women can't take it because the kids are crying and they're not showing up for work. If you do this job and you have a smile on your face, there's something wrong mm. with you. Yeah. They had a uh, guy who worked at one of the facilities and uh, on CNN, and they were asking about it. He, he quit, and they were asking him why he quit. And he's like, he was told by his supervisor to uh, separate brothers from, from their sister, two brothers from their sister, and to so that they would be separate in in two separate rooms or whatever. And they were crying and hugging each other. They didn't want to let go of each other. And he was like, I, I can't do this. And mm. he's, they're like, well, then you have no reason to be here. And they fired him. So Also, another thing that's been brought up, which I haven't seen, they have not shown any of the girls' facilities no. or the infants' facilities. And when did you see this when they asked Kristen Nielsen about this? She's like, I, 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 don't, I don't know about that. She, oh, my God. Just complete denial. Yeah, she was like, I'm, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not privy to that. I, I'll get back to you. I'll look it up. Because hmm. they asked her, like, why aren't we seeing this? Yeah, why would we only see the, where the little boys are? Yeah. Yeah. Why, do, why, are, why are we not allowed to bring cameras in? Why do we have to give you 24 hours notice? I mean, come on. How fucking stupid do you have to be? Mm. And I got people, people I know with fucking kids defending this shit on Facebook. How, how, do you, how can you defend this? How is this defensible? I don't know. A, a girl I dated, I know, who adopted two children, two two girls, brother and si- or two sisters, like at six or seven, is like, yeah, lock those kids up. Fucking Democrat voters, what do you know? Just, it's uh. that fucking brain disorder that I told you guys about, where they are so afraid. I have people I talk to, they are consumed with fucking people coming into our country. They're constantly reading articles about other countries and how they're being overrun by black people and Muslims and constantly being overrun by these things. And I'm like, you're fucking nuts, dude. That is not happening. But they're scared because they got that tiny amygdala or big amygdala. I don't know what the one that has more fear in it. But it's fucking hard. And also people who equate it to, well, if you get arrested, you get taken away from your children. And I have to type back to them. Yeah, but when I get arrested, my child doesn't go to jail as well. right. Oh, my God, man. It, the, the way that they will bend over backwards to defend this. It's a, because fucking Trump said it's okay. Yeah. So it must be okay. Some of these parents coming across the border 
are bringing are bringing documentation with them. They are mm-hmm. trying to to get asylum. It's not like they're coming over and just trying to sneak and hide in the shadows. They're bringing documentation, and when they get stopped, they're showing their their documentation, a passport or or whatever they have. But it doesn't matter because they crossed the border without authorization. Mm. Well, they're going to. They're also going to legal point of entries, right. though. Yeah. Seeking asylum, and yeah. we're like, "Oh, okay. Let me see your kid. Go take him for a bath." Yeah. Did you hear that? How they said we we're gonna take your kid for a bath? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the kids just go. I, I, I don't even fucking recognize this place anymore. No. But from what I understand, too, this is not tracking well. No, it's not tracking all. well. No. <laughs> what should like it, the only the only high number of support of this is amongst Republicans. As far as the country goes, I think it's like sixty six or seventy percent are against this. And then, like, 20-something are for it. But amongst Republicans, it's like 65% are for it. That is shocking, though. How can you have that that little amount of compassion for other people? This this story has probably upset me more than any of the other stories. Because these kids are – they're just children. They're And they're alone. And they're in cages. And they're cold. And they're probably hungry. This is horrific. That's something else, man. Yeah. That's something else. Oh, my God. I mean, I have people in my office, like w- women, almost in tears, asking me wh- what they should do. Why they're asking me, I don't know. Call I guess because I'm the biggest news hound in the office. Call your congressman. Call your call yeah, your representative. I'm like, call everybody. She's like, they're like, I just don't know what to do, but I can't take this. Yeah, it is so upsetting. But it, it's what what is what is the old uh, mantra? First they came for the gypsies, and I said nothing. First, you know, mm. then ne- next they came for. The Jews and I said nothing. Then, then they came for the brown people and I said nothing. And then they came for me. They're coming for us. They're coming for the atheists. They just have got to us yet. Oh, I imagine the Jews will be first. <laughs> yeah, probably. You're you're high on the hit list for uh, mm-hmm. white supremacists. So yeah, burning my twenty three and Me documents right now. <laughs> <laughs> ask them to delete your information when they ask why. Say white nationalists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So real quick, I want to hit on this. The other Trump stuff going on. Roger Stone revealed that he had <laughs> contacts with Russian uh, with Russian national during the uh, the presidential campaign, uh, which he had explicitly said that he hadn't previously. Manafort is now in jail. Yeah, woohoo! That's awesome. Because <laughs> he doesn't understand technology. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Specifically, <laughs> but. The reason, I mean, he's being charged with all sorts of things, but mainly it was due to his promotion of the Ukrainian government in Washington, because you can't do that without, again, without registering as a uh, foreign (laughs) representative. But yeah, now, but he's in jail because he he had told witnesses to uh, to change the story and say that they were only doing stuff in the Ukraine, not in the United States. And yeah, like you said, he he didn't understand technology, so the the technology <laughs> he used, the FBI got a hold of and went, "You did what now?" <laughs> yeah, he thought what app what's app was was uh was uh what do you call it uh secure mm-hmm. encrypted. Yeah. It is encrypted. En- That's the word I was looking it for. It is encrypted, but they also will um, respond to a subpoena. Yeah, and you know that the man. Of- that they, he was being watched. What an idiot! Oh, uh, but they've come down too hard on him. <laughs> you know, it's a total witch hunt. He was trying where to... they keep catching witches every day. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they, he was trying to tamper with witnesses. That that don't take that lightly. Lightly. And and Stone, same situation. He is now saying that uh, it's a complete setup. That he is is basically he's saying that he's he's being framed. That. <laughs> 
even though he came out and said that specifically that he had talked to a Russian national, nothing came from it. So it doesn't matter, which I'm I'm sure that all the, the, you know, DEA officers would take that as an excuse. Yes, I met him to buy cocaine, but I didn't actually buy cocaine. He sold me talcum powder. So that's not illegal, right? <laughs> didn't he testify? I went to rob the bank. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he testify in front of Congress and say he didn't meet with Russians? And oh, I forgot about that Russian. Oh, I forgot about that Russian. I'm not sure. Did Stone? I'm not sure about that. I thought yeah, he, he, he testified. I think, but I, didn't he go in there and was like, I'm not answering. No, that was Corey Lewandowski yeah. mm. not answering your dumb questions. <laughs> it seems like they've all been up there for one thing or another. True. When are we going to get something? That's my only question. <laughs> well, we've gotten a lot. We, we have, but. Just not the primary players. Yeah. Well, I mean, working his way up that food chain, though, I'll tell you. Well, I mean, what it, the word on the street in New York is now that Cohen's about to flip, he dropped his lawyers. Yeah. Or they were charging him outrageous amounts of money and couldn't afford it anymore. He's going to flip. He's he, He's got to have something very damaging against Trump. <laughs> I like the one uh, uh, Trump apologist who was on CNN. They were asking him about the fact that Cohen had had, had dropped all of his lawyers and um, mm-hmm. hadn't announced who his new lawyers were going to be. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, that's that's normal. That's standard. I mean, <laughs> you wait to hear what you're going to be charged with. And then you hire the lawyer that's the expert in that field. You don't you don't just stick with one lawyer. That's just that's what a, the poor people do. <laughs> Unbelievable. Did you see Papadopoulos' wife begging for a pardon? I did no. not. Uh, yeah, she was she was on. I think it was CNN or one of them. And she was like, please, Mr. Trump. Give my husband a pardon. <laughs> oh, right. She's Russian or Ukrainian. I don't remember which. Yeah, she's something like that. Somewhere Eastern European. Ukrainian, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Despite all this, we should really get rid of the probe. It's gone too far. Yeah. It's gone too far and they've got nothing. They've come up with nothing. Yeah. 20 some indictments, five guilty pleas. Yeah. That's nothing. 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 Yeah. Also, on a side note, before we move on, and I know this, I don't want to swing back around to this to the same thing about the what's going on with the kids. But did you see uh, the fuck's her name? That woman who's always on Fox News writes those awful books. Ann Coulter. Uh, Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter. Did you see what she said? Yes, I did. I was going to bring that about up about that the ki- that the kids are being that the kids are lying to you. Mm. Don't believe any of that crying. That people are making them do that yeah. to uh, to enlist en- empathy. Crisis actors, she called them. Yeah, crisis. Yeah, little tiny foreign crisis actors. Yeah, who don't speak English. Yeah. Oh my God, the, the, these people are fucking heartless. <laughs> well, we, and dumb. Yeah, we, we know that she is. She is something else. It's yeah. weird because she is. She's an obviously intelligent woman. She can put together rapid fire dialogue, and it, it all they're all perfectly good English sentences. But man, she's got zero heart. There's nothing in there. Oh. Well, she makes a lot of money on this kind of rhetoric. She so. does. Uh, not to take away from all the Russia shit, but. Mm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of sociopaths out there. Yep. Yeah. All headed by one big orange pudgy one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's all that I have. Does anyone have anything else they want to bring up? Not me. Yep. Okie doke. Then that's all we're going to have for this week. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please support it by sharing it on social media or leave a review on iTunes. Uh, if you want to contact us again, f- facebook.com slash profanearg or tweet at profanearg uh, or send an email. Email us on the website, 
or you can email straight to godless at profaneargument.com. Uh, also, we are a member of a podcast network. We call it the Soon-To-Be-Named Network. You can check out all the shows on soontobenamednetwork.com. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. And if you missed him, Ian will likely be back next week. Yay. <laughs> thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. 